Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. You're tuned in to the SportsCapping.com podcast, NFL wildcard round edition. This is your host, Jack Jones. Today I'll be joined by Brandon Lee to give out two free picks in the wildcard games this weekend. We'll also give out our favorite bets to win the Super Bowl at the end of the podcast. Uh, Brandon, welcome back. Let's give the listeners a couple winners this week. Hey, Jack. Good to be back. And uh, that's the ultimate goal here, two winners. Right? Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, it's been a great run on these free picks. I mean, it's hard not to feel good. Uh, you, Teddy Davis, and I have combined to go 27-11-2 the last seven weeks on the podcast. Uh, last week, uh, Teddy, Teddy and I went just 3-3. Three and three. I did have a brutal beat on the Falcons, minus six and a half, as they blew a 25-point lead in the fourth quarter and only won by six. But uh, still 500 on the week. Uh, didn't kill anybody, and uh, hopefully uh, no more bad beats this week. Uh, Brandon's 11-5 and five on his free picks this football season. Uh, he's also 13-4 and four in the NFL, uh, dating back to last year. So uh, this is this is his sport here for sure, and uh, I'm ready for you to give, give the listeners your uh, pick this weekend. All right, I think I got a good one here. Um, I'm going to take the Houston Texans minus three and a half over the Oakland Raiders. Uh, this game's on Saturday. Um, I think the fact that Houston is regarded as one of the worst teams uh, to be in the playoffs is actually creating value here. I think if you ju- ask just about anyone who the worst division winner was, uh, I think your answer is going to be the Texans all across the board, and I don't think there's any real arguing with that. Um for me personally, I was all over uh, the Broncos in Week 17 against these Raiders um, and was absolutely shocked when the line moved in favor of Oakland, um, you know, with the Derek Carr injury and him not playing. Um, you know, that was with backup Matt McGloin taking over. Uh, now we're now Oakland's got to turn to third-string rookie Connor Cook, who's been named the starter. This will be his first career start um, in the playoffs. Um, I know if anybody's been around watching NFL, uh, that's a recipe for disaster when it comes to this time of the season. Um, the Raiders offense couldn't do anything against Denver. Um, and I think it's going to be a very same story here against a Houston defense that, you know, I think is right on par with Denver. Um, and, uh, you know, and keep in mind that that, uh, Broncos defense was missing a lot of key pieces in that game. Um, Oakland only ended up with 221 yards and a mere 11 first downs. Um, the thing is you just don't lose an MVP caliber player like Derek Carr and, you know, replace him with a rookie making his first start and expect to have success. You know, I watched that game closely against Denver being a Chiefs fan and hoping, you know, they could get that first or that buy in that home playoff game. And, and you could just see it on the faces of the Raiders players and the coaches um, you know, they just look demoralized and it, like the belief that they can win, I think is completely out the window at this point. Um, you know, there will be those who play Houston because of Brock Osweiler and how bad he's been. Um, I'll be the first to say I'm the biggest Osweiler hater out there and thought the Texans paying him as much as they did was as dumb as moves I've seen. Um, the key here is that this is a defense he can exploit and the NFL is all about matchups. Uh, the Raiders' defense is awful. Uh, it, it, had it not been for Carr saving them in the majority of their wins, you know, I think they had 10 of their 12 wins come by 
you know, 10 points or less, several of which he won late in games. Um, you know, this would this team wouldn't even sniff the playoffs and be picking in the top five of the draft next year. Um, you know, they did beat Houston in the regular season. He was the main reason for that. He threw for 295 yards and three touchdowns on 21 of 31 passing. Um, the big thing that I'm, you know, want to note from that game is Oakland only had 30 yards rushing. You know, if Houston can take away the running game and force Connor Cook to throw him, I think this one's going to get ugly. Um, and speaking of Osweiler and this being a defense he can exploit, he was 26 of 39, 67% for 243 yards in that first meeting. Um, we also saw Lamar Miller rush for 104 yards against Oakland. Um, the Raiders don't have the talent to force Osweiler to beat him, um, or the talent from him, you know, from him making plays, which is going to allow them to convert third downs and stay on the field. Um, and speaking of Oakland's offense, you know, we saw it against Denver. They just, where they really miss cars on those third down conversions and, you know, the big plays in the red zone. And I just don't think they're going to be able to stay on the field. And then you factor in the turnovers that are almost certainly to come with a rookie in his first start. And the Texans are going to be working with great field position the entire game here. Um, we already saw this line start to creep up to minus four in some places. And I think it's going to keep going that way. Um, regardless of the fact, I think Houston wins here by a touchdown easy and wouldn't be shocked if it's the biggest blowout on wildcard weekend. Wowza. We got a, we got a disagreement on this one. Uh, I lean the other way. I, the big thing for me is the Raiders, uh, were six and a half point favorites when they met at Mexico city and now they're three and a half point dogs. So it's been a 10 point adjustment. I agree. There should be an adjustment, but, uh, but not this big, uh, even without Carr. I mean, Connor Cook actually did play pretty well against uh, Denver and their number one ranked pass D last week when he took the place of McGloin. He was 14 and 21, 150 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, so at least he got his feet wet there. And I and I think that the Raiders did were definitely shocked last week, uh, their first game without Carr. But I think they can rebound uh, this week with everything on the line in the playoffs. I don't think they're just going to go pack it in. And uh, it's not like Osweiler is that much better than Cook uh, when he has just 15 touchdowns, 16 interceptions on the season. He only averages 5.8 per attempt. Um, he's the reason they rank just 29th in total offense and 29th in passing offense this season. Uh, the Raiders fit into a uh, proven wildcard round system uh, that's delivered big-time profits over the years. Uh, teams that played the tougher schedule during the regular season, according to Jeff Sagarin's strength of schedule ratings, have gone uh, 40, 40 and 16 straight up, 40, 15 and 1 against the spread in their wildcard round over the last 14 years. And the Raiders played the fourth toughest schedule this season. Texans only played the 18th toughest. Uh, and whenever there's uh, 10 or more spots difference in strength of schedule, uh, the team that played the tougher schedule has gone 23 and 4 straight up, 22, 4 and 1 against the spread the last 14 years. So I, I it's just one of those trends I don't love going against. And, uh, I think there's some value here with the Raiders catching more than a field goal. So if I'm going to play this game, it'll be Oakland. Yeah, I mean, I you know, Connor Cook could be better than Osweiler. It's just the fact that Osweiler is going up against an awful defense and Cook is going up against an elite defense in his first start. And I'd also like to know how many of those uh, games in that system uh, – have an MVP caliber player not playing for that team and a rookie in his place. You are right on that. And I, I'll give you a little extra uh, thing that I heard uh, about uh, Connor Cook. Uh, I think he's the first 
quarterback in 50 years that has start will be making his first career start in a playoff game. So that's scary, no doubt about it. But uh, I, I'm hoping you know he, he doesn't completely blow it for him, and and uh, this game stays within a field goal or Oakland wins outright. So, uh, you know, we disagreed a couple couple weeks ago, and and you got me on that one. I know it was a college football one. I think it was NC State and being right. Yep. So. Hopefully uh, the record's going to go down with your pick, so I hope it, I hope it comes through for you. Um, I'm going to go with the Lion or the Seahawks minus eight over the Lions Saturday night. Um, I know the Seahawks haven't played the best res- the best football down down the stretch here, but uh, when you look at the final scores, it says one thing. But when you look at the box scores, it paints a different picture. If you just go by the box scores, the Seahawks haven't played that poorly. They've outgained seven of the last eight opponents, including four of them by 116 yards or more. And I still think this is one of the best teams in the NFL. And they'll bring their A game with everything on the line here. Uh, they rank fifth in the NFL in yards differential. They're second in the NFL in yards per play differential. Um, the Lions, I think, are the real frauds. There's no way they should have even made the playoffs as the Redskins gave them a gift last week. And they've trailed in the fourth quarter in 15 of their 16 games this year, but somehow managed to win eight of those. Uh, I think the Lions' true colors showed uh, the last three weeks. They've lo- they lost three straight an 11-point loss at New York, a 21-point loss at Dallas, and then a 7-point home loss to the Packers last week. Uh, when you look at the numbers, the Lions just aren't that good of a team. They're 24th in yardage differential, 25th in yards per play differential this season. They're, they rank 32nd against the pass, according to Pro Football Out, Outsiders. They've allowed 73% completions and 33 touchdown passes to opposing, opposing quarterbacks, and they've only recorded 26 sacks. So they've given up more touchdown passes than they've uh, recorded sacks this year by 7 uh, Matthew Stafford uh, hasn't been the same since suffering that injury to his finger. And uh, here's one of my favorite stats uh, for this game. Stafford has exactly one road win in his career against a team that finished the season with a winning record. He's just 5-43 and 43 in all games against teams that finished the season with a winning record. Um, so uh, he just hasn't had success against good teams. And the Seahawks are 7-1 and one at home this year. They're winning by 11.4 points per game. I think they're going to win this one by double digits. All right. Uh, well, we disagreed on the first one. We might as well disagree on this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the Lions are playing with house money right now. Uh, you kind of mentioned it. They went into week 17 thinking they had to beat Green Bay or their season was over. Uh, thanks to the Giants beating the Redskins. They get a second chance here. And, you know, I, I think they're going to do a little something with it. Um, I'm not very impressed with the Seattle team, but I feel like we are seeing an inflated line because they are at home and in years past, this has been a spot they've, they have dominated in. Um, you know, I'm also not one to be too big on the box scores. Um, I learned that pretty easily being a chiefs fan over the last few or my entire life. But, uh, you know, the chiefs have not dominated the box scores the last couple years and, uh, they're on a 22 and four run. So I don't necessarily think it matters entirely in the NFL when it comes to stuff like that. Um, The Seattle team, I I just, you know, I think they're unlike the last three years when they went to the playoffs. You know, each time they started off slow and then they really caught fire at the end of the year. Uh, This year they just went three and three. And the thing that, you know, really tells me that they're not on the same level as years before is the fact that they had two games left on their schedule and they needed to win them both to get the number two seed. Um, and, and they couldn't get it done. I mean, they lost to Arizona at home, and they almost lost uh, to the 49ers last week. Um, you know, after they pulled their starters, things got ugly in a hurry there. Uh, Vegas is in agreement. Um, 
prior to playing Arizona, they were plus 550 to win it all. Now they're at 1,400. Um, you know, Seattle's offense has been hit or miss. Um, and, and I know Detroit's defense hasn't played great the last two weeks. Um, but this is a team they can have success against. You know, Seattle can't run the football very well, and they don't have a great offensive line. Um, and, you know, the other big thing here, I think Detroit's offense can have some success in this game. Um, you know, the Lions have a great passing attack, and this Seahawks secondary has not been the same since losing Earl Thomas. Since week 12, they ranked 29th in yards per attempt allowed at 7.73 and 25th in opponent's passer rating at 96.1. Um, if you go back and look at the some, of, some of the numbers this defense used to put up against passing or opposing quarterbacks, um, this is a pretty big trend in the wrong direction. And, and I like the fact that you have a team in Detroit that, you know, just doesn't get blown out. Five of their seven losses were by a touchdown or less. And on the other side, we have a Seattle team that doesn't blow out good teams. Um, they didn't have a single win this season against a team with a winning record by more than seven points. With a line of eight, I, I'm going to take the points here with Detroit. Ah, you make some good points there. Uh, definitely, you know, I, 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 uh, I just think this is a Seattle team more than anything that, uh, you know, clinched that division way early. Uh, maybe they got a little bored. I don't know what it was, but I'm expecting their best, and I and I hope it's good enough to cover this uh, eight point spread here. Yeah. Well, I lost Earl Thomas. That's what it was. <laughs> that was a that was uh, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't help. But anyways, uh, let's get we're gonna d- give out a couple uh, favorite a couple of our favorite bets to win the Super Bowl. Um, the the odds are listed. Uh, the Patriots are the favorites at eight to five. Cowboys at nine to two, Packers seven to one, Steelers eight to one, Chiefs nine to one, Falcons nine to one, uh, Giants twelve to one, Seahawks fourteen to one, Texans sixty six to one, and then the Raiders, Lions, and Dolphins are all seventy five to one. Um, Brandon, what's your top choice out of those? Well, uh, without going with the obvious with New England, um, I'm going to go with my team here, and I'm going to take the Chiefs plus nine hundred. I, I think. Uh, you know, you got a likely game against Pittsburgh in the divisional round. I think Andy Reid is undefeated off a bye in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, you just got to win one at New England and you got a chance to win it all. So uh, plus 900 for the Chiefs would be mine. Yeah, I agree. They're the best odds in the AFC for sure. At night, I mean, getting the two seed at 9-1, to one, uh, worse odds than the Steelers. I, I like it. And mine's, mine's a similar one. I'm going to go with the two seed in the NFC. I'm going to go with the Falcons plus 900. Uh, they got worse odds than the Packers, and uh, I think this is the best team in the NFC. They got the top offense, can win a shootout with anybody. Uh, the defense played better down the stretch, and I think they can go into Dallas, control the ball, and outscore the Cowboys. So I think they got a good shot at getting to the Super Bowl, and at nine to one, really like it. Yeah, I like that one quite a bit. I mean, they're they're going to score on anybody they play. I'm just shocked that Matt Ryan hasn't got much. Uh, respect for MVP. It's almost like whatever they do, D- Dallas is getting so much attention that you know they're just an afterthought in the NFC, especially yeah. with Green Bay coming on of late too. Yeah, if I had to pick one person, it probably would be uh, Matt Ryan, uh, just for his whole body of work for the season. So I agree there. All right, hopefully uh, we get some winners for the listeners this week, and just because we're in disagreement, uh, uh, let's hope that uh, the ones that that our actual picks win and uh, get the listeners. Um, some extra money this week just as we've been doing all all football season so uh brandon it was fun again man and uh good luck to your chiefs in these playoffs too all right man yeah i'll be at that game so it'll be a lot of fun and i'm glad the playoffs are here <laughs> that's awesome man enjoy
All right, take it easy. You too. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.